Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Unseen where we talk about all of the amazing stuff that's happening at Queen's Hall Arts Centre and as as per I'm here with the lovely Kelly France. Hiya Kelly. Hello. Um, and I think we may have mentioned this before but I feel compelled to mention it again that Kelly uh, has the most incredible headphones on. I just love them and I really want to steal them because they're they're like bright blue and very just really fun. <laughs> they are available in all good toy shops as well because they're my son. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. My mine are just very boring and 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 grown up. Uh but there you I go. Feel like you could put some tinsel on. <laughs> I could. You know you what? Could. It's it's very we are recording this and it is very very nearly December. We're like yeah. Two days away from tinsel being entirely acceptable. So, <laughs> so um, with this episode's a little bit different, isn't it? To, it to is. Episodes. Um, so, what we obviously normally do is a little bit of a, a little bit of a newsletter of all the different things going on. But for various reasons, we've decided to do a really a different episode, which is essentially a bumper episode about the amazing The Wind in the Willows, which is coming to Queen's Hall really, really soon. So, really uh, soon. Kelly, yeah, do you want to tell us a bit about that? Um, yeah, so it's our main house Christmas production this year um, for the whole family. It's a co-production with Annick Playhouse, which isn't unusual for us. Um, Remarkable Robin last year, we did that with Annick Playhouse as well. But this year we're bringing on board the Annick Garden. So the idea is that the Wyndham Willows will open here in December um, and have real kind of Christmassy feel, magical, and then it'll transfer to the Annick Garden in the summer for a special outdoor run, um, which is really exciting as well. Yeah, so it's a magical retelling of a family favourite with an absolutely huge cast of musicians and yes. actors. And for the first time ever, we've got a young people's cast from the community, which is really exciting. So we held auditions earlier this year, and I think we've now got a, a kind of 20 strong community cast of young people, um, 20 plus, I think, actually, and an amazing professional cast um, as well. And rehearsals are underway in the building. So there's a big buzz going on in the building at the minute and people are working behind the scenes. Yeah, it's really exciting. And I think we're just delighted to have so many schools and young people and families coming back to Queen's Hall. We did have a Christmas show on last year, Remarkable Robin, and it was fantastic, but it was still a little bit quieter after you know what. So it's just exciting to see kind of performances near and sell out already. And yeah, to be getting ready to to get people back in the Christmas mode. Absolutely. And Kelly mentioned the the buzz in the building as a result of these amazing rehearsals that are going on for the show. And I was lucky enough to actually experience that firsthand because I was in the building at the weekend during, it was a combination of rehearsals, costume fittings. <laughs> it was all going of, on. Always, <laughs> honestly, it, all sorts was going on. It was really crackers, but really amazing. Um, and I was there because I was interviewing lots of different people involved yeah. in the cast. And you lucky people are going to get to hear these really wonderful interviews. Um, we'll tell you a little bit about who we've got coming up. So uh, the first interview is uh, with two members of the Young People's cast. Yeah. And they're playing various different animals within the production and, and also acting, singing, acting, singing and dancing. So they're all triple threats, these amazing young people. 
<laughs> um, I think that's the Hollywood term, isn't it? Triple threat. Yes, um, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we're going to start with the first interview you're going to hear is with Katie Robson Bates and Charlie Mills. And then following that, I get to speak to the wonderful Katie Tranter, who is a professional actor, musician, who is playing yeah. accordion as part of this production. Just such a talented cast. Amazing. Just absolutely wonderful. And then the third amazing interview you're going to hear is um, with actually with a member of the young persons that the youth theatre that's based here at Queen's Hall. So we've got Sam Colthard and also Theo Hunter Guthrie. And then we're going to finish off uh, the interviews with a really really thoughtful, really fabulous interview with Damien Cruden, who is, of course, the, the director. director. Yeah, it was really insightful, I think, that chat. Really insightful. Um, yeah. yeah, and just kind of a glimpse into what's happening in that rehearsal room and, and how the team are working. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was really wonderful to get to chat to everybody. And and Kelly made the really good point when she was listening to them. It was kind of really lovely because because of interviewing lots of different people, you kind of got a sense of all of the different perspectives of the show, like the real fun and the real kind of enthusiasm, but also how thoughtful and sensitive it is as a piece yeah. as well. Yeah, and the work needed to kind of take a, take a retelling of, a, of that production from kind of page to stage. I think it's really interesting, all of that legwork that goes on. And I think Damien really talks about that and and explains what what goes into it yeah so we've put we've probably got you uh we've hopefully piqued your interest so <laughs> now shall we hear the the four interviews let's do it so i am here with the stars of the wind in the willows not the stars you well i think so i think <laughs> yeah. so so we yeah, yeah thank you you see katie just immediately yeah. agreed you like, yeah, yeah, yes <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to include others. Oh, well, that's, that's very, that's very good of you, isn't it? So, um, I'll just let our listeners know who we're chatting to because I know you now, but you, the, the, our listeners may not know you. So, I'm talking to Charlie Mills, aka Portly the Otter, who is a little bit cheeky <laughs> at times, a little bit, a little bit naughty at times. That's what you've told well, me. Well, you could say that <laughs> he runs away in one of the scenes. So basically, when. Our mum, Otter, is talking to Rat and, uh, Ratty and Mole. Uh, Portly um, runs away and, like, and she keeps shouting for him. And then, and then, as, and soon then as, as soon as she turns from her back, I look back and just make a run for it. Amazing. Every three times. Action-packed fun. And um, our listeners may have heard we have another voice in the room. We have the wonderful Katie Robson-Bates who plays Olivia, the other otter, who is a little bit less naughty, yeah. but, but does get up to scrapes occasionally, you were telling me earlier. Is that right? Yeah, <laughs> I am mum's favourite child, probably. But You think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. So we have our two wonderful otters in the studio. And you've already told me a little bit about the characters that you're playing. But how about you also tell me a little bit about the different things you're doing in this production? Because when we were coming up to the room to do the recording, you were telling me, oh, it's not that, it's actually not that hard, but we do have to do a lot of different things. Charlie, you yeah. were saying, not, it's not just acting, is it? Mm-hmm. I was talking about, as an otter, we don't really do as much as maybe some of the other animals, but... There is some hard things in the play, like the dancing and the singing, especially one of the 
songs and dances called the duck song well whilst we're dan- dancing we also have to sing and i find that a bit tricky there's a really easy song called the duck song we dance but that's the only hard part and then we sing a song which only goes like it's like la 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 so it's quite mm. easy um and as well, we play games to warm up, and that's how we found like kind of our parts out. So we played USA, which is a game to um, warm your throat up. And then there was also a name game where you went in the middle of a circle to say your name. And there was a lot more games which are really fun. Um, and there's different we're groups as well to like split us up into exactly yeah. So we're in Town Travellers. Then there's another group called River Rovers, and, and then the Wooden Wanderers. Wanderers. Wooden Wanderers. So it's really interesting hearing a little bit about what it's like backstage, like finding out what it's been like actually rehearsing the play and putting the play together. So I, I was really interested to hear that you you kind of figured out together what your different what different parts you were going to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. So you didn't just come in and were told, you're this, you're this. Yeah. You look like a naughty otter to me. That's your... It wasn't like that at all. No, no, no it was more... We were put into things when everyone would go pretend to be an otter and the people at the front see if who's good at being otter, who isn't, you know, who's good at being a weasel, who's good at being a stoat and so a on. and stuff. Yeah, and as well, with the thing... Like, me and Charlie both have been in a thing, so it was our school's... In a play. ...leavers concert, and I'm in HMS, Charlie's still under seal. Um, I was a soloist and stuff, and Charlie was, uh, what were you? The main role of David Attenborough. David Attenborough. Wow. We were all scared backstage, mm-hmm. but when you get used to it, it's quite, like... It's good. fun. It's yeah, really fun. Because I did something before that and it was Fantastic Mr. Fox and that was fun because I was working with different people and my friends and it you was can, a lot. And you made different friends yeah. along the way. Yeah, and I am doing a thing, uh, yes, to like quite... Yeah, I'm doing a thing. Is another one. A thing. That's a thing. I don't know. I couldn't possibly reveal. I couldn't possibly reveal what it is right now, but it is a thing. <laughs> Amazing. So it sounds like you're both pretty experienced at this stuff. You know what you're doing. You've been on the stage lots. You've done lots of different things. Um, so I'm interested to know what you think. Like your favourite moment of this of this play and you think the thing that will make other people go oh yeah that sounds brilliant I'm definitely coming to see that should we start with Charlie um my favorite part of well what I do in Mm -hmm. the play is either actually I know I know what my favorite is when we're in a little fight scene that I'm not going to say too much about it Mm. as portly I throw a blanket onto a rat's head Oh, I thought it was very sophisticated the way you said, um, ooh, I can't tell you too much because it would be a bit of a plot. Yeah. It would, would sort it, of a plot. Would it, it would break Yeah, it would, it would tell a little bit too much about what, yeah, what happened. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're such a professional. I love this. Um, and what about you, Katie? So my favourite part, I've got two. So one of them is when, like, so when Rat and Mole are sleeping, we, me and... Um, Portly. Portly. Um, <laughs> Gets like a thin, like, layer of what would you describe it? Like netting or something. 
a white netting. Yeah, you like might netting say. thing. We put it over their head. And Which acted as snow. Snow, and then they were sleeping and they woke up. Then my second favourite thing, but we don't do it, is when rat. M- she did badger, get to do it. Yeah, when Badger tells the um, story of what the, how the woodland lake used to be a city and how it all got destructed and stuff. Wow. So don't think too much, didn't say too much. Too much. <laughs> don't I think you are. Not spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds so amazing. So, um, I'm so happy that I got to meet you both today. You're, really, you're so good at this. You're really giving such such good answers and really, really brilliant interview. Um, and I'm so excited about coming to see the show. And is there any, before, we, before we finish, is there anything that you want to let the listeners know, like, in terms of what they should... They should watch it. <laughs> I like exactly. that. Exactly. It's very funny... It it has all the sort of it has funny. It, sometimes it's sad. Sometimes it's just it's just good. You know, the music is also spectacular, and all, there's different instruments. So if you like, don't know what they sound like, there's that, and as well, it's like just you get to know friends a lot, and just like it's really good, and like it's old fashioned stuff, so you get to see it as well, and say. Like, it's a really good old-fashioned story, and it's quite nice. So I think everyone who's listening should watch it. I and agree. Yeah. And there's one more thing I wanted yes. to say. If you've ever read The Wind of the Willows or listened to it, you probably think, ah, oh, yeah, I know this story. I don't really need to go to the play to see it all again. But um, it isn't exactly like the original um, Wind in the Willows book. Or it's got a little twist. Yeah, it's got uh, some fun things, you wow. might say. I'm not saying what they are, just in case not you do spoiler. come. No spoilers. I've, I'm, so, well, yeah. I, hope, I hope everyone's very excited after hearing this interview, because mm-hmm. I certainly am. Thank you so much, you're absolute stars. Thank you, it's been brilliant chatting to you. Hello, Katie Tranter. Hi, Friday. It's so lovely to see you again. I haven't oh. seen you. It's funny. I haven't seen you for ages, and then I've seen you twice this week at Queen's Hall. What's for going very, on? It's totally brilliant. It's oh. so nice to see you. And, of course, in, for the podcast today, I'm chatting to you because you are part of the musical ensemble for The Wind in the Willows, which is really, really exciting. So, would you mind just telling us a little bit about your role on that production and how it's all going? So, yes, I am one of the musicians in Wind in the Willows, and I'm mainly playing accordion on it. In fact, I'm entirely playing the accordion. I'm not playing any other other instruments, which um, sometimes you do as an actor musician. Um, I'm playing accordion. Uh, Rue is playing clarinet and flute, and um, Lauren is playing the violin. And Jack pops in and out as well. He's he's playing the role of horse and also chief weasel. And he pops in and out of the band as well and plays a bit of percussion. And basically the whole story, the whole show is inter- interwoven with this beautiful score that's been written by Chris Maiden. Um, it's beautiful. Some of it's very tricky to play, <laughs> uh, but it's going to sound amazing. So, uh, yeah, it's really exciting. I'm really pleased that you brought up the score because it's so exciting, isn't it, to get to, get to work with this incredible composer mm. and I was going to ask you kind of what that's what that's been like what the feel of the music is and what it's like getting into it and well it's um 
I don't know what I wouldn't want to Chris is really the one who would who would know exactly how to describe the music uh, because he's the one who's written it but um, it feels quite it, sometimes it feels like playing a film score like uh, sometimes it's lyrical sometimes it's really there to, to help create the atmosphere sometimes it's there to create tension uh, sometimes it's there to provide backing for a musical number so it's really quite dynamic in how it how the score um, works alongside the script to bring the whole story sort of to life in quite a... I think it's a really poetic way. I think it's going to be really sort of quite magical and poetic. Oh, I, lo- I love that. And it's really... Because obviously Chris writes a lot for film and screen, doesn't he, as well? And, you, and you, a lot of those kind of things are used for film screen, like to kind of help to evoke the response. Exactly. And creative exactly feeling. that. And like, a, yes, I've, I, when I knew that I was going to be working with Chris, I did a bit of research, like yeah. you do, like who you're going to be working with. It's really exciting. And I looked him up and, and yeah, he did, he, like you said, he's done a lot of film scores. So this has got a very cinematic feel yeah. to it, which is really lovely and very, I don't think I've played music quite like it before. You know, it's quite exciting. And I've certainly never, as an action musician, played an entire underscore before, you know, for the whole show. So it's a real challenge, and I'm really enjoying that challenge. Oh, how exciting. It's wonderful. And and I, I guess part of the reason that we run this podcast is because we're, we're just very nosy about what goes on backstage and what goes on in the kind of creative process, because I think that's, that's a bit of it that's often hidden from audiences, but actually people are fascinated by yeah. it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm often in those situations myself, but I'm always fascinated what it's like for other people. So it would be kind of it would be really great to get like a little bit of a, a little bit of a, a little bit of a snapshot, a little bit of a taster of what that's what that process has been mm. like for all of you. So in general, we're working really really quickly. Um, we blocked it really quickly. So so the structure was there really really um, fast, and now we're starting to fill in a lot of the detail, the rhythms, getting getting every single beat of the show sort of really precise and making sure that if if there's a bit that's supposed to be funny that it is funny and bit that's supposed to be you know just really really shaping it and honing everything the atmosphere on this show I think is quite it's it's got it's quite friendly and quite relaxed like no we're obviously working hard and there's a sense of discipline um but also um Damien the director is just general genuinely a really friendly down-to-earth person there's no sense that he's like you know he's um Sometimes you get a situation where the director is sort of very separate and very sort of is quite can be quite aloof, mm. and you don't really get to chat to them maybe one on one. But but he's quite kind of he's just there with us all and is very approachable and very friendly. So that's very lovely. And the same with everyone on it really. Um, yeah, it's a great team. Oh, that's I love hearing stories like that when when it's a happy, interesting, creative place for everybody. Yeah, I mean, to be. it's a re- this, this show has been done before. Yeah, um, in I'm actually not sure because I wasn't involved <laughs> at that point, um, but it has been done before. I think twice before, and so there is a sense when you're doing something that's been done before is that you're very much slotting it. You're you're kind of you're not creating the show from scratch. Mm. The, the show already exists, and you will need to sort of make sure that um, everything, that it works and that you're all, you know, hitting, hitting the marks and the beats that you need to. And then I think probably as it gets closer to the show opening, we'll all start to bring a bit more of our own, our own flavours to it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, but yeah, it's, 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 a, it's quite a fast, intense process. Mm. We've got really long time to do technical rehearsals to make sure that all the different teams of children, of the young performers that are working with us are all, all know what they're doing. So that's quite nice. That feels very lovely. 
Yeah. Um, sometimes tech is like two days in out, and it's it's crazy. But yeah. Yeah, that's that's quite a luxury, isn't it? It's when you very get luxury. to do that, I don't yeah. know how it's happened. It's very <laughs> lovely. Um, it's great. So yeah. Oh, amazing! And um, if there's like one, is there is there one particular thing about the show that you think that will make people want to come and see? If that's just like a brilliant, brilliant moment or a brilliant aspect of it that you kind of think, yes, I want people to know about that. It might be your fabulous accordion solo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) I would say I think there's a few moments like that. I think the show is really strong on like really, really beautiful moments that should just completely blow everyone away. We, we, you know, we hope. Um, There's a moment um, in the. uh, There's lots of there's lots of moments with nature where the seasons change, or there's a sunrise. And it's actually moments like that. It's almost moments when nature takes over the show and there's a little bit of music and lighting and kind of, yeah, and a bit of even moments of kind of stillness. There's also moments that are obviously going to hopefully be really memorable people. Like we've just been rehearsing the duck song this morning, um, which has all the kids in, um, all the young performers. Um, they've, they've learned some amazing choreography um, by uh, Martin, who's, um, who's been doing the choreography. Um, so there'll be, yeah, it's got a bit of everything. There'll be big moments. There'll be like really, really, really small, intimate moments as well. Oh, that, you've, you honestly, you've just painted such a picture oh, for us. That was I'm so, so beautiful. I was like, because I, I, as for specific moments, I think we're still at a point where I don't, you know, I don't, I'm so busy looking at my, like with my accordion <laughs> that I don't necessarily know yet what exactly will be. But there's a, but I, we all are getting a real sense of, of the whole shape of the show. So. <sighs> love her you know what I just have to tell our listeners uh, just before we came on air Katie said oh yeah I often get asked to be the one that does the interviews because yeah I just think I, yeah I'm just good at talking about stuff and I have to say you are really really good at talking about stuff am I you oh, are so God. brilliant and you've really like like I say you've really helped me to understand what this piece is going to be like and I feel like I can see it now which oh, well, is thank good. you so much for your time that's good you're so welcome and it's so lovely to see you again yeah I'll probably um, see you tomorrow. I know. Now I'll probably just see you yeah, every that's day from now what on. We do now, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you, Katie. You're welcome. I am sat here with the amazing Theo Hunter Guthrie and the wonderful <laughs> Sam Colthard, who are, of course, the, uh, the stars of The Wind in the Willows. Um, just like Charlie Mills and Katie Robson Bates, who I just spoke to, and they're your castmates, aren't they? Yeah. Yes. Fabulous. But you're playing different roles to them, I believe. So I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Theo, you are playing a weasel called Ron Weasley. Yes. And you named this character yourself, is that correct? I mean, I came came up with the name Weasley, but then I'm not sure who else came up with Ron. I think it's because they're quite a, a Harry Potter fan. Yes. I think you might be right. And Sam, you're playing um, the st- a, st- a stoat. Yeah. And you just told me before we came on air, and I thought this was brilliant, that your character is actually called Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Elvis the stoat. Do you want to tell us a bit about that? Um, well, the, there are some people who are just obsessed with Elvis. And, and it's my um, cast double, and... And she was Elvis, uh, and I 
obviously was very supportive with that. <laughs> of course you were, because, you know, Elvis is a bit of an icon, let, let, let's be honest. Um, so it's so lovely to have you here on the podcast, and I'm really interested to hear a little bit more. First of all, what it's been like being involved in the rehearsals to put this play together. So I wonder who, want, who fancies starting. Looks like Theo, oh. you do. Brilliant. It feels great. Yeah. It, feels, it feels good to have something that just to work on that mm. that you just it's it's just acting I love I love acting it's fun and you you you, ha- you can get along with lots of people and it's everything's great about it oh, so good and what about you Sam yeah I I just find it really good because well I, again I love acting and what better way to act than in your local theatre Absolutely, I completely agree. And it's brilliant, isn't it, how um, there's this production, they've got young people from the area to be part of the cast. It's really great, isn't it? Yeah, it's very professional, this one, because about a year back, I was in a play called... um, Am I allowed to say what it's called? I think that's fine. Okay, Uh, Fantastic Mr Fox, and it was was really good. It It was so amazing. And it, and so ever since ever since that, I th- that I was like that was one of the most amazing things I've ever done. So I was like, yeah, I need to do this again. That's so. And you both told me again before we came on air that really what you'd love to do in the future is that you'd like to act. You'd like to be actors. So is, yeah. this, this is great experience for you then, isn't it? I'd like to do. Yeah, I'd like to do like something with some psychology and acting because I'm pretty good at telling emotions. I'm not gonna lie. And some people say that I'm good at acting as well. Plus, I like acting. Yeah, absolutely. And what about you, Sam? Yeah, I just love it, really. That's brilliant. Now, um, tell me if I'm... I might, I might be wrong about this, but um, when I spoke to Charlie and Katie, they were saying it's, it's not just acting in this show. There's lots of other elements to it as well. Is that right? Yeah, the, singing. there's singing and dancing. At first, I didn't actually know that they were singing and dancing until the first rehearsal. But And then I kind of got a bit slightly stressed because I cannot sing at all. Oh. Um, but it's it's fine because, well, it, it's really not that hard and I got round it. Oh, well done for getting round it because it's quite scary, isn't it, when you're suddenly like, oh, I have to do that and I don't feel confident doing that. But it sounds like you've kind of overcome that and yeah. you're fine with it now. That's so brilliant. So, now, one of the things, obviously, we do... One of the reasons that we have this podcast is so we can let people know what shows are coming up at Queen's Hall and, and, and really encouraging them, to getting them all excited about it so that they buy tickets to come and see the shows. So, I wonder what you two think people need to know about oh. this show so that they go, oh, I absolutely have to go out and buy a ticket right now. Right. Theo, do you want to start? You need to buy this. You need it. You need to. It's got singing, it's got dancing, and most importantly... It's got fighting. Yes, it's fighting. fighting. Now, you were telling me that this was, like, your favourite moment of the yes, whole show. I've, Tell us a bit about this. It's just... It, it, the part, it's so lively and it's so funny in that, in that part. It, it's, 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 some, it's where you, like, feel the edge, like you want to do something that... Like, the opposite of what they're doing. Oh, what do you mean? So say they uh, have, like, a pretty silly decision. You are like, oh, you need to go the other way around. But then, because it's, cause it's, um, cause it's um, one of those type of plays, um, it's, it's supposed to be like that. 
I see. Amazing. And what about you, Sam? What's the, the best bit? The absolute best bit of the it's show? It's just really, really funny overall. And also, yeah, the fighting's really good because it gives you more things to do. It's just like, you've got to see it. It's so good. It's really funny. You've got to see it, guys. It's, this is coming from the cast. You've got to see it. And I completely agree. So um, we're, we're going to wrap up. But before we do, I just wanted to say thank you so much for giving up your time. So the, the listeners won't know this, but we're actually re- um, recording this in the middle of rehearsals, aren't we? Yes. And it's yes. a really busy day, isn't it? Because it's not just rehearsals. It's also costume fittings as well. There's a lot going on. Costumes <laughs> yeah. are amazing. Are they? Yes. I, I haven't seen them yet because there was slight confusion. Yeah. So I, I, I was waiting, um, but I, I haven't seen them yet, but I'm really excited. Oh, they look very good. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to see you perform on the stage for The Wind in the Willows. Yeah. Thank you for coming. So I am sat here with Damien Cruden, who is the director of Wind in the Willows. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for finding the time. That's a pleasure, not at all. I know that you are exceptionally busy today because not only do we have rehearsals, we've got costume fittings and goodness knows what else. Yes, it's all starting to happen. And I suppose it's always the case with the production, but there comes a point where it gets busier and busier and busier and more and more things need to be done and completed. And we're all heading towards the one point, which is the opening night. So, yeah, it tends to ratchets up at this point quite a bit. Absolutely, yeah, of course it does. Um, And I have have to say, you're looking remarkably calm considering that. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine. It's it's very straightforward. I think, you know, it's a great team that we're working with. We're all having a really nice time doing it. Um, so it doesn't feel pressured. It feels uh, very productive, and uh, and I suppose just a, a nice a, an atmosphere of creativity is not helped by um, anybody running about panicking. So it's much better, but I think for everybody just to enjoy the process. As I keep yeah. saying to all of them, um, nobody will die. We just you know. So it's not you know it's not a life or death thing. And making theatre should never be that. I don't think. I think it's much better for people to genuinely enjoy the process enjoy what we do and if you that's happening for you in the creative process it's more likely to be something that's shared with an audience i think yeah i completely yeah people can sense the joy yeah yeah, it's lovely (laughs) yeah and it's interesting you've kind of immediately touched on one of the things i was going to ask you about which is yeah the kind of the backstage stuff the process stuff with the creative drive because people are really interested in that i'm i'm I've been in loads of rehearsal rooms and I'm always really interested to know what it's like for other artists. So it would be fantastic to get a bit of a behind-the-kind-of-curtain sneak of what it's like, how you work with a cast, how you pull it all together. Well, um, Chris Maiden, who's mm. uh, the uh, musical director and composer for the show, and I have done this show twice before. Yes. Um, so we know our way through some of it in, in different forms. Um, but I think always, for, for me, the process is about uh, allowing people the opportunity to learn something. And to learn something is about being relaxed and about being open and about generating as much of it from the actors as you possibly can. But you do need to go through a process that allows them to understand where they are and what's happening. And you know, some of the really basic things like I come on here, I go off there, this is what happens. This is you know, what happens physically. This is what happens in my character journey. This is what... So knowing what's taking place and learning that 
allows an actor then to forget what we're supposed to remember and are able, released into just being able to be, to be in the moment and not to be constantly thinking about what happens next or did I get that bit wrong? Uh, and you want them not to be in that pressured situation. So a big part of the process, I think for a director, is that you're in uh, the role of en enabling them to learn and to be able to you know, own the piece of work as a whole team. And of course, there's music in this as well, so all the musicians have to learn all the notes. None of it will be read off paper, so they've got a lot of learning to do. And that's, in a way, that's their text, so they're learning their text. And they also have to learn how they move through it because they have roles in it and they have lines. So it's a very, you know, it's a very fluid piece of work. There's, it's... Um, you know, almost, you know, everybody sings, everybody dances, every, most people play something in it, so you know, in terms of musically. So it's, it's quite a, a lot of skills that are deployed in it. But what you don't want the audience to see is all these things as being different parts. You just want them to see the whole thing and not question the existence of any of the elements in it, but just to see it as a homogenised whole that is the story. Um, so really it's about giving people time to learn everything so that they're confident enough to put it into the piece of work and for it then to uh, feel effortless when an audience watches it. Yeah, Because that's so important. Yeah, and sort of create that sort of sense of it being an immersive experience. Yeah, for, yeah. yeah. And obviously this production, it's, it's going to lots... It's going to venues... A lot of venues in Northumberland. Well, it's going to... It? At the moment it will go... It was, it's definitely going to... Um, uh, Annick Gardens, and it will be yeah. there in the summer next year. So it'll it'll be there uh, throughout uh, a bit of July and all of August, and it'll be it will be performances in the gardens in the open air. If it rains, we'll take it into the playhouse. But at the moment, you know, fingers crossed, it's going to be a great <laughs> summer. Um, so it'll all be outside in the gardens. Um, in a, we're creating a special theatre area for it in a little wooded glade. So it should fit really nicely to the, you know, the narrative that's inside the piece. It's interesting that you mentioned that, about the narrative, because it feels to me like, in a funny way, this piece is so suited to, to, to living in Northumberland right at the yeah. moment. That I, I wondered if there, are, if there is anything sort of thematic or anything in, that's inspired the creation of the piece about where it is, that sense of place. Well, I think one of the things that's important about Wind in the Willows, and I think this is true... Um, this has always been true of Wind of the Willows, is it is a play that talks about the relationship between nature and human beings and how, uh, how they manage to be um, together or apart. It's also about class, so it's about, uh, it's about, um, uh, it's about the, you know, those who are landed gentry, it's about those who are nouveau riche, it's about those who are middle class and it's about the working classes. And it's about... Uh, town and country, so it's about the cities and the country. So it's about how all of these things rub along beside each other and have to fit. Some of it's about the borderlands between humans and nature, and I think, you know, obviously we're in Northumberland, we know about borderlands here. Um, so there's that part of it. But a big part of it is about, um, uh, about aspiration to own things, um, to be obsessed with... Uh, getting new things and having new experiences at the expense of appreciating what you already have. So there is a big environmental 
narrative part to the story, which is just unavoidable and becomes more and more prescient um, in our times now. Um, and the way we tell the story is it's told using um, all the, the rubbish that's been left behind in Toad Hall. Many years later, they come back. It's falling down. There's you know, very little of, you know, left in any state. It's about to be auctioned off by the chief uh, weasel. And um, the, the, the four friends from the riverbank remember how things came to pass all those years ago leading up to the battle for Toad Hall. But they tell the story using all the detritus of Toad Hall. So that's how it's... So it's a recycling of the, of the, the bits and pieces that Toad's had all his life and the stuff that has just been left behind when, after Toad leaves Toad Hall. So, yeah, there's a big part of, I think, the story is about, um, about the kind of world we live in and about um, how we make use of um, the resources that we've got and how, if we choose not to be aware of our constant and aggressive uh, use of you know, the resources of the planet, you end up with nothing. Um, but I also think there's an interesting thing in it, which is that it, it, Kenneth Graham very clearly says that you know, what happens is na- you know, people disappear, but nature goes on, and nature will reclaim everything eventually. Um, and that it doesn't matter what we do, nature will survive at all. It's, uh, it's us that will not necessarily survive at all and that it's about how we look after it, I think. So I think, it was a, you know, for all those years ago when he wrote the book, you know, it's, you know, it's incredibly perceptive. But I think that's, that's really fascinating that you have very deliberately pulled out those more contemporary themes and highlighted them in this production, which is clearly what you, the, the direction yeah, you've chosen. Yeah, to and I think, you know, when Mike wrote, did the adaptation, it was what we talked about. And, you know, that's, I don't know, that's now about eight years ago. Um, and I think that, you know, over these times, you know, the issue, green issues have been about for a long time and we've been quite successfully avoiding confronting them for quite a long time. Um, and it, I suppose the things that came to the fore then are just even more obvious now. Absolutely, yeah. Um, thank you for that. such a thoughtful answer. Um, and. Obviously, as you know, I've been speaking to quite a lot of your cast yes. today, yep. including four of your incredibly talented young performers. Yeah, they're brilliant. They're just so amazing, and they're so yeah. engaged with the process, and they're so informed, and they're just they're just they're totally delightful. But I wondered, as a director, what what that kind of extra element of working with the young people has brought to this production. Well, um, having young people in the company, I think, is always a very um, uh, it's it's always a it's, it's a good thing for us as adults to have. It's you know it's a family show. It's here for you know a, a broad range of people. It's not just for older people. Um, I always say that young people um, ask of us that we are on our best behaviour right, in all sorts of ways in terms of our creativity and all the rest of it. But we're conscious of the fact that it's not about us. It's about others, and we bring that into a room because we're always interested in other others rather than themselves so children are very generous in that way so you know they're good at watching they listen they have interesting things to comment upon they're funny they're a bit cheeky sometimes all of that is great so that sort of brings you back to why are we doing this and you can't you're doing it really because it's for you know it's for a whole it's you know it's for a whole community not just for a part of it 
Um, and I always think it'd be great if politicians had to take children into Parliament with them every day. <laughs> Just so we were, we were reminded constantly, actually, you're here not for yourselves, but you're here for them. Um, so there's a little bit of that in it, but you just, it's a constantly, it's a good reminder to all of us why we do what we do in a way. But, you know, but it's, you know, whatever you do in life, you do it for the future, you don't do it for now, really. So that's nice. But yeah, we just have a lovely kind of energy about them. Um, mm. And we're, we're, we're full of fun and, and yeah, we don't, we don't bring stress with them either. You know, that's the other thing. We just, you know, we kind of, everybody realises, no, yeah, we can just enjoy ourselves. So no, but great. Great tonic. Yeah. Well, I, having only spent 10 minutes with them, I already feel like <laughs> just so happy about the day to come because yeah. they've got such yeah. optimism and excitement yeah. and it's just gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Damien, you're a very busy man. I'm going to let you release you back out now, thank but much. thank you so much no, for taking the time. It's been delightful to speak to you. Lovely. Thank you very much. So welcome back, folks. We hope you enjoyed those interviews. I have to say, I just it was so f- lovely to hear them again and just really funny, but also really moving and really special. Uh, just, I've got a tear in my eye, especially oh, me too. Those, those amazing young people. They're, they're just, uh, just love the way that they talk about their experience of being on this show. What, what were your kind of takeaways from that, Kelly? I think it just really got me excited that we have it was it's a big team effort and a big admin task that sounds really dull but to get (laughs) so many people involved in this year's Christmas production and that's not to be undermined I think the legwork and the desk work and the paperwork to get everybody involved has been huge but to hear those young people as excited as they are um and from Damien about all of the work that's that's kind of really going in behind the scenes I think just is just making me really excited to kind of see it and for everyone else to see it as well yeah I just think that it's so joyous to hear that a whole cast are just really happy yeah and having such an amazing time yeah yeah and it was really special as well wasn't it to hear the children talking about spoiler alerts and be really kind of protective over them I loved it yeah I'm really excited to see what what's going to happen me too and I think it was really interesting hearing a musician because obviously because I'm a musician so that's always what I'm going to be listening out for Um, but it was so lovely to hear Katie's perspective about that the music kind of she kind of almost described it like it was an additional character yeah yeah like it was going to bring things to life and a different a different element to it yeah Yeah, definitely yeah that's how Damien spoke about it as well kind of it was Mm -hmm. their lines as well as it yeah really interesting so I think people you're in for a real treat with this we're very lucky to have this at Queen's Hall um, so, um, Kelly, how do people go about getting tickets for this wonderful show? Yeah, so it's it's at Queen's Hall from the 10th, Saturday the 10th of December um, to the 31st of December. So there's lots of opportunities to see it. Um, that said, quite a few of the performances are selling fast, so don't hang around. Um, and the best way to do it is to kind of go to our website, queenshall.co.uk, and book your tickets there, or you can give box office a call. There we go. Bish bash bosh. Bish Get bash bosh. Get your tickets. <laughs> fantastic well this is actually our last episode of the year isn't it oh yeah yeah it is yeah amazing so I get I I get it sounds a bit funny saying this thing as we're recording this in November but have a very happy Christmas and a very good new year and we will be back in oh my goodness we will we'll be back in 2023 with more content about amazing stuff that's happening at Queen's Hall oh and there's a lot of good stuff coming I've seen a few teasers yeah there's a lot of good stuff coming very exciting amazing stuff yeah